Back here on Radio Row, New Orleans Convention Center, home of Super Bowl 47, our coverage all week. Brought to you by Low T Center and Brentwood Inside Maryland Farms and Freeland Chevy Business Elite Sales. Darren McFarland here at our 1025 The Game table. And I'll tell you what, really pleased to be joined by our next guest, former Giants wide receiver, Amani Toomer. Amani, how you doing? I'm doing great. Before, before we get into what you're doing, well, actually, let's do that. Let's tell everybody what you're doing because I want you to bring in sidekicks, not flattering. I'm no, sorry, but he's got, na- he's, he's got Nashville ties and, and Nashville names, so we're going to know <laughs> who he is. But let's just, I'm going to let you do the honors. We have a, have a talk show on NBC Sports Radio. Uh, it's on every night uh, from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. 9 to midnight, local time. Nine to midnight, Nashville time. That's only because I worked there two years. I okay. know that time. All right. so that's well, I got to bring you in. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna come say, on, man. You're messing how, this whole thing is up. Is this how this works? I violated a radio rule. You, you're the kind of kid that opens his presents before Christmas, huh? <laughs> anyway, we have Nashville's own Aton Shander on the Amani and Aton show. That's, that's on every night, Monday through Friday. See, I didn't know him as Aton in Nashville. What would you know him as? Rocky. Rocky. Why? Well, because when I worked down there and I came in, the, the boss of the station couldn't pronounce my name, asked me where I came from, and my radio home was Philly. So my answer as a kid who didn't know anything was, Philadelphia. We're going to call you Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> because that's every Philadelphia reference that's is right. Rocky. That's right. So it just stuck. And no matter how many times I tried to shed it, I, I even went out and it was Rocky. Rock. So I, I had to stick with it, Darren. You know how it is. Yeah. Man. You, you get a nickname, it sticks, and it was good for me. So I have to be honest, Amani. Everybody I talk to, including this guy right here next to you that you work with every day, everybody says the same thing about Amani Toomer. What's that? Down to earth. Greatest guy in the world. How did you play wide receiver? That's a diva position. They're all lying. I'm just, I'm just really good at hiding it. <laughs> I'm a diva at heart. No, I just, it goes back to where I'm from. I'm from Berkeley, California, very down-to-earth type of place. I try not to take myself too serious. I think that's why the Aton and Monty show really works is because at the end of the day, we're two guys that love sports, love to talk about it, and love to get our opinions out. Well, your guys' show is on in Nashville. I don't know if you guys know that. 8.30 a.m., which is uh, affiliated with us. So we're, we're very pleased to have you a part of uh, Nashville as well. Uh, we love being down there. Nashville's you know? beautiful, man. I miss it every day, especially being up now in the Northeast. Everything from the city, the climate, it's paradise compared to the frigid Arctic of the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> so why all the other guys? Why the Chad Johnsons, the T.O.s, the Randy Mosses, and I can go on and on and on. You, you know the names. So yeah, why, I mean, why have they turned into the Divas? Because what it is is you have a situation as a receiver. You're so dependent on everybody else to have success. Imagine this. You are a guy who wants to take your game to the next level. So you work out all offseason. You get your trainer. You get your diet. You go and work real hard in training camp, and all of a sudden, game one comes. And once in the, and then you're in the first game and you're getting ready to play, the ball doesn't come your way. You've done all that work for nothing because your quarterback and your offensive coordinator don't want to give you the ball. And if you say something about it, you're a diva. And if you don't say anything about it, you're just going to go into – nobody's ever going to know who you are. So it's kind of you're playing that role of I got to say something, but I don't want to be a jerk. It's unbelievable. And it's, a, it's mentally one of the most trying positions because 
you have so little control. And you see people on the sidelines blowing up all the time because <laughs> at, you're at their wit's end. They try to be the nice guy, it doesn't work. You try to be the jerk, it doesn't work. But you know what? When you're the jerk, I take that back. It works more often than not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you were outspoken. You know, you down to earth. This is called Segway. Mm. Ray Lewis, you think that you feel a little bit differently. You think maybe the he is bringing the attention upon himself, that maybe uh, he's not trying to deflect. He's not trying to be a distraction. I, I kind of get the sense from your words, and, and you didn't mince any words this week, that you think maybe he's bringing some of this upon himself. Is that a fair, accurate statement? Yeah, when you do a, uh, the, the, the squirrel dance before the game, and it's actually on TV. That was the first time I've ever seen, that was the first time I've ever seen them, they, them announce the people coming out of the tunnel. That's ridiculous. They yeah. need to put pam, pom-poms on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so now, he's now, preparing for his future, so Dancing now, with the Stars. Dance, he must be Dancing with the Stars, right? We talked about that, right? We did. Have you been asked to do that? No. Would, Would you? you do it? Sorry. I'm curious, too. Hey, this is what you do, right? You're used to asking the questions. But, yeah, that's never come up on the show, Darren, and that's a great question because, you know, it would be a lot of great exposure for the program. But you know what? My wife is very in tune to Dancing with the Stars, and she always knows that those athletes or the celebrities always end up with their dance instructor. So I don't think I'll be Ooh. doing Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> you know what? He may be on to something. Can't I that. read the gossip columns sometimes. <laughs> I have noticed that it's trend. It's only because your wife has the magazines, right? That's right. <laughs> you don't go in there looking for those no. magazines. <laughs> no, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I remember a very, very memorable game. I want to take you down memory lane and see what you can remember about that game. Okay. December 2002. The Titans, no secret, Steve McNair, Always banged up. Hadn't practiced all week. There, that He did that the entire season. Nobody gave him a chance to play that game in the Meadowlands. He came out, went through the pregame warm-ups. Still didn't think he was going to play. He suited up and played. And one of the most incredible games I remember of Steve McNair's career where it took overtime and they beat you guys 32-29. to 29. In fact, he had the two-point conversion with the sneak. The guy couldn't walk most of that season but played like he was 100%. Do you remember that game? I remember that game very vividly because I almost scored to win the game, to end the, the end of game before it went into the extra overtime. And one of the things that I really remember about Steve McNair is I couldn't understand why he wasn't considered one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I played against this guy. The guy was an absolute monster. He was unbelievable with the way he threw the ball, controlled, uh, controlled his team, red defenses. Everything about a quarterback that you can ask for, Steve McNair was. And I think the toughness that he displayed in that game and throughout his entire career has all been thrown to the wayside. And when you hear about Steve and the story that, you know, his, the way the story ended, I don't think people really understand how sad that story really is because he was one of the all-time great quarterbacks and nobody can tell me any different. I'll never forget that July 4th, by the way. That is, you know, we all have things that happen in our lifetime, and we remember the date, and it'll be there ingrained in our heads the rest of our lives. That July 4th, when I got the news that he had been murdered, I, I mean, it'll always be there for me. The blow to that city, uh, the collective blow that it landed, I, I mean, it must have been as catastrophic. Were you in Nashville at the time? I, I was not, but I, I had just moved, and I remember my ties were so close that it was similar to talking to people I knew after a tornado came through, checking if people were okay. I, I just couldn't really digest 
the magnitude of how much it just collectively hit that city. And rightfully so, as Amani put it, the guy's a legend and should be looked at as one beyond and outside Nashville as well. I will tell you guys this. Herm Edwards sat down here and said, I asked him about Kenny Brett. You know, we're, we're talking about, and Kenny is a very likable guy. It's not that he's a diva. He's just very immature, and he's making really, really, really poor decisions off the field. I asked Herm Edwards about him, and Herm Edwards, as you know, doesn't mince words, and he said the Titans should cut him. They need to send a message to this kid. He needs a wake-up call. What would you say to Kenny Britt? If you had an hour to sit down with Kenny Britt and Monty Toomer, what would you say to him? I'd ask him, how do you want to be remembered? I mean, how do you want to be remembered when you get done playing? Because your playing career will end and one of these days, and you don't want to be that guy who thinks back at your career and has that situation where you're thinking, what if? What if I would have just paid attention? What if I wouldn't have t taken the keys to the car that night? It, it, those are the types of things that you want to tell players because sometimes you don't really see the big picture. You just see, oh, well, today's today, tomorrow's tomorrow. You don't look at what opportunity you have in front of you and how fragile an NFL career really could be. Tell them to look at Vince Young and ask him. It's here one day, can be gone the next yeah. in the snap of a finger. He's four years in, and talent, the light bulb hasn't gone on to this point. It takes more than talent to be successful in the NFL, and I think he needs to realize that. There's Everybody who's in the NFL is talented. Uh, maybe he's a little bit more talented than other, others, but that doesn't matter. If you don't put it down, if you're not a trustworthy guy on, in your locker room, you can be the nicest guy in the world. If they don't trust you, they're not going to pay you. And maybe that might get to them. I'm curious, do you think, because you cover the team day in and day out, based on where they are needing anything that they can get, are they in a position, do you think, where they can send that message, afford to send that message to a talent like Kenny Britt? He's got one more year in his contract. He just, you realize he just came off his career year in receptions, a whopping 45. Wow. wow. He's a first-round pick. Wow. wow. That's, that's, now, he's had a lot of injuries, but still, 45 receptions. I don't care. That's, that's his career no. year to this point. No, that's, no. You had that in like three weeks, right? I, th I think I had 44, my last year, my 13th year, on two, two uh, torn ACLs and being 34 years old, I think I had more than 45. <laughs> That's perspective right there. <laughs> All right, give me your Super Bowl winners. I'll let you guys go. Uh, I, think I, I like the, the 49ers. I just think that they're a more complete team. I think the what Colin Kaepernick brings to the table as a quarterback, I think that is going to put them over the top. And I think one of the issues that uh, the Niners have is their field goal kicker and, and, and David Akers. But if he... If he can find a way to harken some of the days where he was one of the best kickers in the league, I think that'll give an opportunity for this team to win a lot more. I'm on the other side. I've got the Ravens. I think the Ravens, it's going to be close early, but I think the Ravens pull away. Joe Flacco, the difference, and a lot of people are going to be looking at themselves thinking, how come we didn't talk about Joe Flacco more leading up to this week? Oh, wait, Ray Lewis. By the way, I've got the secret to get to your, quarter, your quarterback to the Super Bowl. Just say he can't do it. He's not good enough. <laughs> right. Or he's not a leader. Right, Amani? You know about that. Last two years, right? I mean, Joe Flacco this year and uh, Eli Manning. Eli and, and Flacco. And look, look where they're at. Yeah. Two Super Bowl rings on one side. The minute he was called out, Joe Flacco. Talking about is he an elite quarterback? Here I'm he the sits. Best. He, he said he's said. the best. Right now, there's only one other guy that can lay claim it, at least to this regular season, right? You know, it just reminds me of that song. The best around. No one in the world can take me down. Hidden talent. See, you just found you, that out. You hear the ratings right now? They're going up. No, if you can hear going not. up, 
They're going up. Eton and Toomer, the show, NBC Sports. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so Dad, much thanks. for doing this. You got it. Appreciate you stopping by our table. We'll take a break. Thanks.